Well, hello, welcome to the Profit Express. I'm Tim Healy. I'm inviting you to join me each and every Wednesday so you can be prepared to win the battle for business. That's right. Now, hey, thanks for sharing some of your time with me today for being on board the Profit Express. And of course, a big thanks to our good friends and sponsors at Corbett Public Relations, where they've been promoting and protecting businesses and brands for over 30 years. So do yourself a favor. Visit Bill and his team at CorbettPR.com. That's C-O-R-B-E. TTPR.com. Welcome aboard, everybody. Now, I want to give you a, a little bit of a background, a little bit of a story as to how I came in contact with today's guest. His name is Michael Wright, and he's a local realtor with Douglas Elman here on Long Island. And he started following, you know, the show on Instagram, I don't know, maybe six or eight months ago. And he had commented on one of the shows. So it caught my attention. I thanked him. And I don't always do, but then I decide to follow him back. And I've been following Michael, his posts, his story for, again, it's probably about six or so months. And it really has been getting my attention more and more of late. And that's obviously why I'm having him on the show. But why am I having him on the show? Because he's a real estate agent? No, there's plenty of real estate agents out there. But there's three things that I have observed very distinctly about who he is, how he does business, how he communicates, and he shares it all on Instagram. So the first thing that I've noticed about Michael is he's very honest about who he is. You can see that in his posts, his videos, all on Instagram. His story, again, that he shares personally and professionally, it's very relatable. Again, I really know this guy. I heard of him. I know other agents at, you know, Douglas Elliman, but, you know, my only connection was Instagram. And he is holding himself accountable for the world to see, again, on Instagram with personal and professional goals. And I admire the hell out of that because, and it's something I've talked about on the show, something that I've struggled with. You know, being vulnerable, letting it all out. And so that's really why I think, you know, for me, Michael caught my attention. And in part of his story that he's, he's been talking about and he's been sharing is the impact that real estate and moving, moving to new homes, has had on him and his family. And each time he's moved, there's been, you know, a transformative change that he's, he's just so genuine and passionate about. And he has created this business goal. It's called Beyond 40, where his mission is to help 40 people this year realize their dreams through the power of real estate. And again, as I'm following him, as I'm seeing more of his posts, I am learning from him. I am Quite frankly, I'm impressed as to how he does it. Again, he's being honest. He's sharing his story. He's holding himself accountable. Not a lot of people want to do that. But that is part of what social media is. That's part of the power of it. And you know what? You can't help but you know like this guy. Certainly when you see him on the show today, I know you're going to like him. You're going to start following him, uh, of course, on social media and Instagram. And that's why I want to share you know, who he is. He's, you know, he's a business guy. He's a hustler. He's an entrepreneur. He's out there like so many of us are, and I know that when he's sharing his story, it's going to be the kind of story that when you're listening today, 
you're going to get a nugget, an idea, an inspiration that's going to help you win the battle for business. And that's what it's all about here on the Profit Express. So, hey, it's a pleasure to welcome aboard the Profit Express, Michael Wright, Douglas Elman, real estate. How are you today, sir? I'm, I'm doing really well. Actually, I don't want to say anything that because it, it might just uh, completely negate or or take down that introduction. That was that was phenomenal and, and humbling. Thanks so much, Tim. <laughs> Listen, I, the one thing here, I speak the truth. I, I we connect. You reached out to me. You started following me. You commented on the show. We connected and I just started seeing your content and I'm just sharing, you know, what I've seen. And anybody who's going to start following you you know, after today, we'll see what I've seen. So that's, listen, that's why you're here. I really appreciate um, that. But it's, it's not just, you know, you know, the, the state of real estate, the market, I, I really don't care about that so much. Um, but how you talk about real estate and how it's tr changed your life. So let's, let's start exactly with that. How has sure. real estate changed the lives of you and your family? Um, so I guess it's um, best to go in chronological order. My mm -hmm. wife and I, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. We started dating. We both grew up in New Jersey. I had mm -hmm. a job opportunity prior to getting my real estate license that uh, brought us from New Jersey out to Long Island. So we rented a one-bedroom condo in Patchogue sort of before, just as the, the Patchogue Renaissance was taking hold. Yeah. Um, in the move to Patchogue in this modest one-bedroom condo, we were on the Patchogue River. We've never lived close to water before in our lives, uh, but we absolutely fell in love with it. While we were there, we got engaged. She began a career on Broadway, and I began my career in real estate. Her career on Broadway as a stagehand actually then provided us the opportunity, but also the motivation to purchase a house in Freeport to reduce her commute. And we were so passionate about living on the water, we found a phenomenal value of a, on a waterfront home in, in Freeport. While there, we uh, bought a boat, we got a dog, we got married, um, we had our first son, and it was, it was awesome. Um, right. like we really, truly enjoyed our time there. We made, met some great neighbors, right. made some phenomenal uh, friendships. And just actually this past, well, not this past June, but June 2022, we decided to sell that house because the market was just absolutely on fire. I could see the interest rates were about to start rising. And I thought it was a, a good idea to sort of capture that equity. Mm -hmm. And we've since moved to East Meadow. And the move to East Meadow, I think, was actually the most transformational. Um, it brought along the birth of our, our second son. And away from maybe the, the distractions of making our first house as perfect as it could be, away from the distraction of having the boat in the backyard and um, the, the friends that we made in this right. new environment, uh, I started looking inward and mm -hmm. really trying to understand who I was and who I wanted to be. And at this time last year, I realized I, um, and this is not something we, we had spoken about earlier, I realized I really wasn't 
that happy of a person. Um, if you asked me, you know, are you happy? I would have said, absolutely. Like, you know, I have this great life and I live on Long Island and yeah. I'm married. And I have two kids. And yeah, but, uh, it was really my life. My, my day started with stress feeling like I was behind the eight ball. I, I would wake up. I'm not late in, in like general terms, but I felt like I was waking up late for the expectation of what I wanted to accomplish that day. Mm. And that I was always behind the goals and I was racing the clock and everything was a time crunch. And I would start my day looking for what was going wrong or what could go wrong and then try to prevent that before it happened. And it just wasn't a, a joyful or fulfilling experience. So right. from that point to where I am now, I feel like was, as I sort of mentioned earlier, just a complete transformation. So this is interesting, and I'm sure you're well aware of that. You know, I've certainly come across the fact that for most people, you know, purchasing a home, moving is one of the most stressful things in life. And so in what sounds like a short period of time from always a Patchog, Freeport, now to East Meadow, you've had three moves and a, and a whole lot of life in between. And it's yeah. it's funny how you share that. And again, Lizzie, you're, you're being relatable and, 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 you know, vulnerable here on the show. You know, when you ask people in general, hey, are, are you happy? Everybody has a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, yeah, life's great. Everything's good, you know. Um, but you we're just being honest with yourself. And I think it's a good thing that you were realizing that, Hey, I wasn't happy. Um, so when you had that realization then, cause that's going to impact you personally and professionally. Wh what happened? Mm -hmm. What did you do at that moment? Um, so actually I went back, uh, in my, in my early twenties, I recognized the, the help that a, uh, a mental coach or a therapist counselor had on my life, a mm -hmm. uh, positive impact. And I said, you know, I, I started, I, I went to a counselor. I actually couldn't stop driving fast. I just drove fast wherever I went. And that was sort of getting me into some trouble that I didn't want to be in. Um, so, <laughs> so that helped, but I also recognized that seeing the counselor improved all of the other aspects of my life. And then I got to a point where I was like, wow, everything's pretty good. I don't need this anymore. I'll be fine on my own. And that was probably the furthest thing from the truth because, you know, that led me to where I am right now or where I was. And um, I thought that, that was probably the most responsible starting point again uh, mm -hmm. to go see a therapist, kind of get out what was in my head and figure out a path forward. So I started that in August of last year, and I can kind of continue on my journey, but I don't know if I've answered yeah, that no, specific no, it's, question. We're, we're, we're just chatting here. So all right, so a, a big change, maybe the sea change for you was kind of going back to a therapist, a counselor, if you will, getting some clarity there. Um, and, and again, it was funny. I, you know, hey, I guess while we're sharing, I, I dealt with it myself in anxiety, you know, at the birth of my first son. And I, I never understood therapy before that. You know, I always had that kind of, you know, tough veneer, strong veneer. I don't need that help. Um, but I'll tell you one yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, it, well, you know, what, that's what I have friends for, right? Like, why, why yeah. do I need to go talk to someone who I don't know and right. share these things? And then, you know, the, but the positive impact 
that it has and the, the tools and the ways of looking at things um, is, you know, when you get the right one, sure, it makes a tremendous impact. Yeah. And I know for, you know, speaking for guys, you know, I, I think a lot of us might have that, you know, that masculine macho thing. Oh, we don't need help. And, you know, like you said, I, I, I can talk to my friends or my brother or whomever. Um, but getting that objective opinion, that, that objective point of view, professional point of view is, is can be powerful. Um, so, all right. You're at a point now where you've made a lot of changes. Real estate has been a theme throughout your life for you and your family so far. And, you know, the backdrop of, you know, right here just watching you right now is, you know, you've got your whiteboard, okay? And you've got, mm -hmm. here, Mike, go to the screen, Mike. My, I'm talking to my engineer now. There you go. Thanks, buddy. So I, I love it. It says real estate the right way. Obviously, your last name is Michael Wright. And one thing that you talk a lot about on, you know, on, on social and your Instagram feed is the Beyond 40 mission. And, and you have some of it written right behind you, which I love. Great, great backdrop, by the way. Uh, I like it better than my nice. two ferns. I mean, you, you got a better backdrop than me. I, I love the two ferns, by the way, though. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble with that Galifianakis guy. Greenery around here, I think. A, a little greenery could help. A little greenery could help. Um, so, all right. So, take us to, you know, what's the story behind the Beyond Forty mission? So I recognized. Uh, all right, let's start over. I turned forty this year. Mm -hmm. And in my sort of self-reflection, uh, I recognized the story that we told to open the interview about every time I, I moved, my life significantly changed and for the better. And then I started looking at the lives of my clients and the sort of the same story holds true. So I wanted to set a goal that was both realistic, attainable, but really a, a stretch for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my, uh, I'll call them virtual mentors, David Meltzer, mm -hmm. likes to stay, have like a, a limitless belief and, and a sense of abundance. So just putting the number 40 on it um, wasn't aligned with that. So I put at least 40. So I'd like to help at least 40 people change their lives through real estate from the time I turned 40 to the time I turned 41, which in case anyone's counting is July 1st. Okay. So you just turned 40. You have the goal of getting 40 people into new homes within one year. Okay, is this now again? This is the profit express. My head goes to sales and goals and, and metrics. Um, is it mm -hmm. when you hit? Now I didn't say if. Okay, all right. When Thank you hit forty you. plus, okay, uh, will that be your best year in the career? Uh, by far. By far, awesome. Okay, by how many roughly? What what, what would be the split? So my my best year so far has been 29 tr closed transactions. All right. It's not too shabby. It sounds like it's a good year. 29. That's not bad at all. That's, yeah. that's, you know, more than Thanks. two a month. Okay. Um, all right. So it's, 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 it's 40 plus. All right. Now I'm going to let you said each time we went, you know, from Walmart home to the next Patchogue, Freeport, East Meadow, 
the life for myself and my family improved. So now, mm-hmm. and now you sell just residential, right? Correct. Okay. Let me ask you this. So I'm imagining you get to know your clients pretty well, whether it's an individual, it's a young couple, a retired couple, a family, what have you. So, you know, listen, you're in sales, you, you know, they come to you, you, you qualify them, what are you looking for? I mean, I'm not just talking about, you know, budget and, and all that stuff. But, you know, what kind of a home, where, and all that. Given your vision of what real estate means, how it has impacted you, have you ever or would you, like if you had a family, you know, young kids, whatever, and they wanted to get this particular house and you felt that it wasn't right for them, that they wouldn't be happy, would you say something? So that's a tough question to answer, but I guess the the simple way to answer that is yes. My job isn't, though, to tell people what home they should or shouldn't have. Right. And, you know, I want to be cognizant of the way that I answer this question because (laughs) there are different ways and different reasons why someone would be happy and and not happy in a home. Right. Right. For instance, if, you know, someone has a a small kid and they're looking at a house on a busy road because they, um, you know, prefer a larger interior space Mm -hmm. and maybe more up to date condition, as opposed to a house that they could get on a quiet street, that's maybe a little bit more uh, or maybe not as affordable. So houses on busy roads sell for less, houses on quiet streets sell for more, so you can get more for your money on a busy street. But if you have a young kid, they might go play out in the street, which probably right. isn't a good thing. Right, right. However, I'm also being careful because you know a few years ago, Newsday did a big uh, sort of expose on the conscious and, and unconscious discrimination when it comes to real estate. So to to, for, for me as a real estate agent to sell, tell someone that they're not going to be happy in a certain house yeah. really would sort of go against that, right? And I have, we have right. to be, in this day and age, careful on how we answer certain questions. Um, but when it, comes to, when it comes to the bones of a house, I'm very upfront with this could be an issue, that could be an issue. I mean, I've, I've closed over 150 transactions in my career. So I've been to more home inspections than that. And from those home inspections, I've at every single home inspection, I learn at least one new thing. Right. So I'm able to point out a lot of things that could be red flags either currently or down the road. Sure. sure. So in from a structural or operational standpoint, I will say, all right, like this is something that you may be biting off more than you can chew when this house is going to be a liability as opposed to an asset. Right, right. But in terms of um, physical location, um, a lot of that comes from the client. Uh, but again, I guess from, from an emotional standpoint, when we look at how they're going to use the house, the mm. flow, the floor plan, then then yeah, I'll absolutely give some... Uh, some yeah. <laughs> advice or creative criticism 
I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to ask you a sticky question there. I'm, I'm kind of forgetting about, you know, the regulations of, of real estate and, you know, some of those discrimination laws that have come up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm purely looking at it from the sales perspective. So sorry I put you in a jam there. Um, That's okay. But, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting because, you know, I, I think the perspective you bring on real estate is pretty interesting. Um, and so that's why that, that question just came to mind. So, all right, so let's go back to the Beyond 40 mission. And now we're, we're talking about it, I guess, really from a sales perspective and performance and, and accountability, which to me is, again, w- one of the key things as to how you're doing business, which I think could be something that everybody listening can learn from and helping them wanting to you know win the battle for business. So I saw recently one of your posts, you talked about doing a weekly Friday update as to, you know, you know, where you're at in your goal, how many contracts, so on and so forth. So here's my question then. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to do that? Uh, and how is it impacting you so far, you know, your weekly update? So why did I do that initially? Um, I've had a hard time keeping myself accountable to my own goals when I don't share them with someone. Um, my, believe it or not, like it, so the going to see a therapist was the catalyst. There's more to my transformation than just that, which I'd love to get into, but to circle back and answer the question, my therapist said, if you're going to set this goal, you need an accountability partner. (laughs) And I thought who better to make myself accountable than, than you. Right. Right. Wow. No, I don't, I don't think that I would have had the confidence to do that this time last year. Real. So what, 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 what changed then? What, what gave you the confidence to, to do it now? So as we were speaking before the show, the, um, the fact that I achieved my weight loss goals last year, that was like the first big goal I think that I've ever achieved in my life, where I set it out, I worked really hard to do it, I changed my lifestyle, my nutrition, my exercise routine, my, I've, I've changed my mindset, mm-hmm. and going through that, I think built the confidence to say, you know what, if I, if I did that, I, I can do this, and I'm now confident putting it out there saying, I'm going to do this. And if I don't, you'll still see how hard I tried to do it. <laughs> so, y- yes, y- you, w- when I reached out to invite you on the show, you know, we were just kind of, you know, talking and, and getting a little background. Uh, and you talked about and you, and you talk about it, you shared it with me. And of course, you've already shared it, you know, online on social media, on Instagram, uh, about your weight loss challenges. And there was, you know, again, if people are just seeing you from basically from 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 the waist up, you know, on the show, you look like you're an infant in shape kind of guy. Um, so there was actually a number that, you know, kind of changed if you is one ninety nine point six. Um, why was that number so important to you? Uh, so actually, I was out with some friends of mine on <laughs> June 26th and I know that date, I don't know many dates other than like my birthday, my wife's birthday, my anniversary and my kids' birthdays. Right. But this date I think will live with me for the rest of my life. I was out with a few friends June 26th of last year. And I noticed like compared to the rest of them, I was 
pretty heavy. And, uh, and I was like, do you guys think that I'm over 200 pounds? And, uh, and they were all like, yeah, absolutely. You're like 220, 225. I'm like, I've never been over 200 in my life. Like, this is, this is a problem. So the next day I don't keep it. I actually don't keep a scale in my house. Um, right. So I went to Best Buy. I took a scale off the shelf. I put it down. I stepped on it and I took a picture of it and it said 199.6. And I texted Whoa. my friends and I said, ha ha, I'm not over 200. And I was like, but I'm pretty freaking close. And, uh, and that was sort of, you're, the, you're, a, you were a big Mac. Like, you were a big Mac away from 200 right there. That was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that, that was a number you, you never been over. Now. Right. You, you, you never had been over, uh, 200 and that, that, that was a catalyst for you. Um, so, all right. So, so, so take us through the journey. So it was 199.6. Um, where are you now? What was the progress? Right. So, all right. So yeah, I think this is a good opportunity um, feel free to cut me off, steer the conversation, but June 26th, I was 199, actually June 27th, 199.6, uh, said something has to change. Probably a lot of things have to change. Um, I'm also not happy with who I am and how I feel. So August started seeing a therapist, probably made that decision in July, took me a couple months to, or a couple weeks to find the right person, actually have the confidence to reach out, set the appointment and start it. Mm -hmm. Then I read the book, The Power of One More by Ed Milet that honestly, mysteriously showed up at my door. I don't know who sent it to me. Uh, he was a keynote speaker on an apartment investing conference that I was a part of. Uh, I did sort of a recap of that book uh, or of his presentation actually after that conference. And then mysteriously, the book shows up on my doorstep. I read the book that started morning and evening rituals to mm -hmm. shift my mindset and really um, kind of allowed me to find love for myself. Mm -hmm. um, asking myself the sort of the right questions. What am I most happy about? What am I most grateful for? What am I most proud of? And it also got me to start my start my day the day before um so i have a consistent bedtime um my wife and the kids are back from their walk if you can hear them but um <laughs> there I, I started taking um warm baths at night and cold showers in the morning and right. i think the the combination of the two for my mind was something that i like really made a, a dramatic shift because the, the cold shower in the morning is still really challenging, but I, I'm able to do it every single day. The warm bath in the evening is like giving myself a hug. And the, the last two questions of my morning sort of goal affirmation um, process is, mm -hmm. who do I love and who loves me? And initially, when I first started asking myself that question, who do I love? It was, I love my wife. I love my children. I love my parents. I love her parents. Uh, I love my brothers and sisters and friends and, you know, clients and colleagues. It wasn't until six weeks until I, I asked myself, who do I love? And I said, me. I'm getting 
choked up right now just thinking about it. Um, All right. <laughs> You're good. Because it took, it took six weeks for me to get there. And I said, like, why wasn't that my first answer? Wow. So it from that day forward, sort of, I, I, I had confidence in what I was doing was right. Like how I was treating my body, the nutrition that I was putting into my body was right. The exercise that I was doing, the questions that I was asking, the the goals that I was reading, the affirmations, I witnessed changes inside mm -hmm. of my own thought processes. And I think that that really gave me the confidence to, to see it through. You know, so as, as you, it was the Ed Millett book, right? It was the, the Ed power Millett, of one? Yep. Ed Millett, okay. The that was of part of more. the power of one more. Okay. Um, so that was part of the catalyst. So as you're sharing the story, you know, the, the gratitude, um, you know, the warm bath at the evening, cold shower in the morning. And I do cold showers too. I, I, I feel your pain. But that, those are really, really good. Really <laughs> it's good not, things. it's not even the cold shower. It's turning on the water. Like <laughs> it, it's the anticipation. It's not the actual thing. It's not the cold water. It's, it's the anticipation. That's the oh, hardest yeah. part. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but so so let me go back to this then. So you said, you know, part of the affirmation, you know, who do I love? My wife, my kids, parents, so on down the line. And then what you just shared, it took me six weeks of going through that question before I said I love me. I, I got chills when you said that, and obviously it was, you know, it got you choked up. Um, so th this is why you are an interesting human being. <laughs> but, no, I'm being Thank serious you. right now. I'm being serious. Because I'm 53. I just turned 53 in August. So you are, you just turned 40, as, as we've discussed. You're 13 years younger than me. And I have, you know, being a business owner, an entrepreneur, sales performance coach, you know, there's one thing I talk a lot about, and it's perception is reality. And, and, you know, I was kind of, you know, the way I was brought up, you know, growing up and even in business and my early mentors, my early bosses, you know, before I went out on my own, you know, it was perception is reality and you're always protecting your image. And so, again, not that we're being disingenuous or dishonest or anything like that, but you don't share. You keep a lot bottled in and and so this is why you're a very interesting human being to me because you're not just sharing this with family and friends you've related it directly to your business and that to me is something that i really want because i'm benefiting from it personally i'm not not, even, not even talking talking about seriously not even talking about the fans the listeners right of the show because i know if i'm benefiting from it there's Countless others at will who were in, you know, a similar situation. So, so here's, and here's like a cynical question. So just right now in the show, you were vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, have you gotten negative feedback so far? Or are you worried that you might get negative feedback, that it might ha have a negative impact as to how people perceive you? I love that question. Um, 
one of my other virtual mentors, uh, David Meltzer, who's a, um, who's a business coach, theorist, mm -hmm. philosopher, um, mm -hmm. sort of my way of, of viewing the universe and its connectedness is, um, is certainly aligned with, with his, and, um, and he's given me a lot of information. One of his phrases is, I would rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. There you go. Question answered. Re repeat that one again. I would rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. So go. it's it's be your truest <laughs> self. And it took me a long time to get there. It took me 40 years um, to get to this point. So, and it's not, um, it's not something that's, that was ever like in my head. I got it from David Meltzer and, and some other people that I've really, uh, honed in on aligned with and listened to Gary V actually is, um, not someone that I maybe necessarily align with. He's a little too in your face for my liking, <laughs> but, um, but he was on a, on an interview once and he, his view of how he interprets the the world and his ideas is is really remarkable. He doesn't take any accountability or responsibility from his genius. He says any thought that is coming through my head has come from either something I read, someone I loved, someone who's taught me something, mm. or just God or the universe channeling an idea through my brain it is it is not me at all he's like gary v is just a vehicle all of the information that i that comes out of his mouth is from another source and uh and i think that's that's commendable that's 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 a humble statement especially coming from somebody who is as successful as gary v is of course that's 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 a great quote um all right so uh, update us I don't know if you've already shared the numbers. If you have, I apologize. So the Beyond 40 mission, again, you just started in July. Okay, so you're a month or two into yep. it. Um, what are the numbers? And then also, you know, what is your plan and your strategy from the mechanics uh, to make sure you get there uh, July of 2024? Sure. So um, we have to my left. We have to help, or we're going to help, at least 34 more clients get into contract. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we're counting down. Uh, one right. of my other virtual mentors who has since passed, Wayne Dyer, um, says if you focus on what you don't have, you're just going to have more of that. So focus on what you do have. So instead of having this say like you know, six and, and two, I have what, what I'm looking to attract. Right. Uh, so love it. Love help it. at least 34 more clients get into contract and help at least 38 more people. This number actually changed today. We had a closing earlier today. Nice. Uh, at least 38 <laughs> more people change their lives. I love it. Um, on the, on, on the, the year, day you're on the Profit Express, we have another closing. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yes. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a slow go in the beginning because I mean, I sort of just got started. Um, I didn't start from scratch, right? I've been in the business, it'll be nine years in November. But um, but putting forth this effort was something that I had just recently um, 
you know, honed in on. Uh, so the process behind this is sharing updates every Friday to keep me motivated, keep me accountable and mm -hmm. keep me working, keep me focused. What I'm doing is actually doing a lot of door knocking and reaching out to my current sphere and, and current database through calls, texts, emails, um, obviously social media and even direct mail. So, um, really just trying to utilize all of the resources at my disposal and, and tackle each one, each one of them. So you're, you're going, uh, you know, obviously social media is a part of it. That's how you and I connected. Um, and you're doing a great job at that, but then also you're going old school door knocking. I like that. Old school door knocking. Yeah. <laughs> how uh now be honest do, do, do you love it hate it do you find it effective what's your experience with door knocking um so let's see my experience thus far had in so prior to beginning this and door knocking for this mission door knocking for me was not productive at all mm -hmm. it felt like you were doing things and maybe the universe rewarded me with some transactions because every time I started a door knock, I would do more business. None of which actually came from door knocking. Same with direct mail. I would, you know, pick a community, start mailing them letters and I would end up doing some more business, but none of it from the mailer. And that was sort of defeating. Um, but actually I just, I don't know if you read the book, um, atomic habit. Atomic no, I have habit. not read that. Okay. Yeah. So I just, uh, I don't know, I stumbled upon it on, on YouTube and I watched like the Cliff Notes version of somebody who had read the book and is now telling the story about it. Um, but it's it's super interesting and I just, because I have the whiteboard behind it, we're going to do this. Yeah, do um, it. I love so we this. Have, we, have, we have time and results. Okay. Yep. Typically, when people start something, they expect direct proportion of their efforts versus time and results, right? Mm -hmm. you knock on a few doors, you should get some business. You knock on a few doors, you get some business. Knock on a few doors, get some business. It doesn't work like that. If you're consistent in your approach, theoretically, you should get 1% better every time you do something. And when you start at one, the 1% better, 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 is a slow go. And it, it, in the graph, it's a little bit more even elongated than this. Sure. But you don't really start seeing the results comparable to your efforts until pretty far down the line. So they call this, I don't know, like the belly of disappointment or something like that. And that's where I used to give up. That's where most of us really give yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. the, um, so I knew I had to change something about myself to not get lost in the sauce. <laughs> and I think the, so the, like me accomplishing my weight loss goal, I unknowingly pushed through that because I was, I was motivated and now passionate about health and longevity. Right. But now that I recognize this, I'm able to keep myself accountable and consistent with trying to find more people to help through this accountability process. Wow. 
man, this is this is the first time in the Profit Express. We got a guest going to the whiteboard. We got the the dry erase <laughs> markers coming out. We got charts and graphs. Man, that is awesome. That's a nice bonus right there, Michael. I thank you for that. That is great. <laughs> that is great. Um, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to use it, but you know, always hey, have listen, ready. You, you have to always be ready. Always be ready. Um, listen, this this has been a great conversation. I feel we could probably keep going for hours. Um, let let me ask you something fun here. Uh, you know, because obviously, well, make you, me you a promise. Make me a promise. We'll revisit. Um, the week after July 4th next year to see how this done. worked out. Done. It's done. It's done. Cool. Awesome. It's done. Uh, well, I'll be, uh, don't forget, I'll be no, I'll know where you're at with the Friday updates. I'll, I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on those, my friend. Um, <laughs> awesome. So well, if you want to connect sooner, let me know. <laughs> so, all right, here's a fun question. Uh, Living or dead, if you could have lunch with anybody, who would it be? Living or dead, if I could have lunch with anyone, who would it be? Mm -hmm. uh, I almost want to say Napoleon Hill. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. How, how, many, the, how many times? How many times? He, go ahead. Yeah, the way that he, I mean, just the knowledge that he has. Yeah. Um, and the people that he interviewed and his way of viewing the world is, um, you know, it's almost like if you had lunch with him, you would be having lunch with everyone he knew and all of the things that, you know, that's, a, that that's, a, knows, rather. that's a great perspective. Actually, my, my brother, when I first started out in sales, not having my own business, but you know, when I'm in sales first, uh, my brother would give me uh, that book. There's one of my first, you know, uh, personal development books that I read. I, think, I don't know how many times I've read that one. Uh, that was a good one. I like that. Good one. All right. So uh, now that we're on the vein, uh, I was on the spot. I, yeah, I don't think about that all too often, but uh, but that was that's yeah, a good right. question. That's all right. Uh, you get good questions here on the Profit Express. So all right. So here's one more. Then, uh, what would be? Uh, you got somebody who's listening. They're a business owner. They are a salesperson. They are somebody who's new to the world of real estate. Okay. Uh, one book recommendation. What do you got? The Power of Sleep. Really? Power of Sleep? No. It's uh, the power. I'm getting that confused. Hang on. Sleep Smarter. Sleep, sleep smarter. smarter. That's what it Who? is. Yeah. I was getting the power of one more confused with Sleep Smarter. <laughs> Sorry. Sleep Smarter is probably the if. So I've read a few books during this transformational period. That's the one I wish I read first. Who's the author? Um. I have it upstairs, but I can bring it up on my phone real quick. All right, go ahead. The power of sleep. Sleep oh, smarter. Sleep, sleep smarter, right? Sean Sean Stevenson. Sean Stevenson. Twenty one essential strategies for better sleep. And the reason why would you like to know the reason why this is so go ahead. important? Yeah. So I didn't know this. I mean, it makes perfect sense, um, but. When you're awake, you're taking in a lot of information, whether that's, you know, you're something that like a client that you're helping or at trying to educate yourself um, or you're trying to make yourself stronger, right? You're working out, you're exercising, you're eating well. All of those things make you dumber and weaker. It is sleep that makes you stronger and smarter. 
when your body is sleeping, it's repairing itself, it's improving itself. And if you are not going to bed, or if I don't go to bed on, on a, at a consistent time with proper sleep habits, all of my efforts are almost for naught. It, it doesn't have the impact that you think it should. Hmm. So getting into the right sleep routine was paramount for me. There's another book that I'm reading. It's, it's one essay a day. It's by uh, Dr. Benjamin Amen. And he's a, a neuroscientist and also a therapist. So he sort of brings those two worlds together. And his, one of his philosophies is that a, um, so the healthier your brain, he works a lot about on brain health, the healthier your brain, the better decisions your brain makes, thereby the better decisions that you make. So if you treat your brain better, if you treat your brain healthier, you will then make better decisions and more healthier decisions and you'll be able to be more disciplined. And part of that is getting really good sleep. So it's, it's, it's funny you, you say that. Cause I, I've also come across a lot, you know, through, through podcasts, uh, through researchers on just how, uh, I think Andrew, uh, Huberman talks a lot about, you know, a lot of them do. I've, I've come across a lot of his stuff on just how powerful sleep is. Uh, so interesting, interesting. Yeah. It's, um, so it's, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And like it going back to what you were saying about like being the, the male macho sort of like, Oh, I'll just work until I pass out. Yeah. I don't need a therapist. I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm strong. Which like to just force it. It's, it's not as effective as no, if you, no. if, if I like for me, at least I can only speak for myself. That has not been as effective as what I'm doing right now. And I, in my previous career, um, it was commercial pool management. We were overseeing accounts from Brooklyn all the way out to Riverhead. I would work from really sun up to sundown, like almost 20 hours a day, six to seven days a week. I know what it's like to work hard and work long and how I feel and how productive I actually wasn't. Like you right. think you're productive because you're working so many hours, but then you look at what you got done and you're like, why? Like, it's not even worth it. Why was I working so hard? Why was I working so late? You make dumb mistakes. You do things over and over and over again, trying to get it right. Now, knowing what I know and seeing how I'm operating. Yeah. Sleep is, uh, sleep is Paramount. the first thing I would focus on. Yeah. Awesome. That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Michael Wright, real estate, the right way. Great conversation, man. Really good conversation. I appreciate I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really appreciate your time today. Uh, how can people follow you? I want people to follow you, man. G give them the handle. Thank you so much. Uh, pretty much everywhere, it's Michael Wright Real Estate. So Michael Instagram, Facebook, um, website, Michael Wright Real Estate. Okay. And, and I'll, I'll reiterate the promise uh, which will be like 10 or 11, 10 months from now, roughly when you're 40 plus homes in, we will celebrate here on the profit express, the achievement of your beyond 40 mission. How does that sound? Cool, man. I love it. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Michael, thanks so much for being on today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. This was fantastic. You got it. And this is the profit express. And remember to tune in each and every Wednesday for shows just like today's show with Michael Wright and just how important it is 
in you being honest with who you are personally, professionally, sharing your stories to who you are, holding yourself accountable. I tell you, I'm just, um, you know, I'm taken back by what Michael Wright has done in his career in real estate and really what it means for so many of us as we're trying to win that battle for business. So until next time, it's the Profit Express. <laughs>